What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Kafaro Cast. Frank here with Aaron Snydehair. He's got a full head of hair, and it looks as blonde as the day he was born. Oh God! Uh, today we're gonna talk, we're gonna go over a gear list gear list for this high country mule deer hunt slash backcountry elk hunt. Um, looking like where you might be back there for fourteen days or more or more. So we've uh, we've been stashing some things here and there, but this is gonna be our our gear list and um i don't ever hardly ever make a gear list maybe every once in a while just to make sure i don't forget stuff but when i make a gear list and it's like this many pages long it makes me not want to take all this shit with me yes that is true uh by the way i have a product called dirt in my hair that i think is important to mention because you didn't make fun of me for having it in there uh dirt so Totally off subject to gear, but it's gear for girls and guys. I guess it's in my hair. Uh, Amy said, "Did like, Destiny give it to you?" Amy had it, but Destiny told me about it, and uh, so I guess after when a woman just washes her hair, it kind of blows around. It's really wavy, and after it gets dirty <laughs> for a day, it stiffens up a bit. And so, this you put in your hair to give the dirt look. <laughs> So I got dirty hair. Interesting. Don't ask me. I bought some shit from Destiny. It was some Mexican stuff. It smells super good. <laughs> no, so I, I can't make fun of you for that. I didn't. I didn't Bieber it up. But um, yeah. So August twenty fourth through September sixth ish. Before we got to come out and go to Montana, I will probably have three tags. You will have two. Uh, you'll have a deer and an elk. I'll have two elk and a deer. Um, Roughly nine to twelve miles in, about four thousand four thousand feet elevation gain. Yeah, quite a bit. And we're gonna drop off a few things ahead of time, but for the most part, we got to carry this shit in. Um, yeah. And so Frank, I'll go over my weapon. Frank will go over his weapon. Frank will go over his possible pouch. I'll do mine. We'll list this out for this hunt. So this isn't a lot of this stuff will stay the same. Some of it would change depending upon where, if we were in a different area and different time of year. Um, and we'll go over that as time goes on. So, Frank, you want to kick it off? Yeah. So, I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll start with the weapon. So, like Aaron was saying, a lot of this stuff stays the same. Actually, for me, most of it stays the same with the ex ex exception, I guess, of the sometimes of the pack. Uh, you know, I'll go with a smaller pack if it's like day hunting. But um, this is generally my, my base amount of gear and one thing that might change is clothing depending on how cold it is. But for the most part, this is almost everything I take every time. I think that's important to bring up. My gear list uh, from five days to 14 days, the only thing changes really is food and potentially extra fuel or toilet paper. Pretty much everything else stays the same. And porn. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> I don't watch that. Uh, what's you're, porn? You're the devil. <laughs> it's the devil, Ricky. By the Do way, we? everyone should definitely watch South Park, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Don't watch it with your kids. All right, so starting with the weapon, um, I'm, I use a compound bow. So the Prime Synergy Hybrid, um, I guess I'll go over the specs, 28-inch draw, 75 pounds, um, right-handed, um, shooting a Hamski Hybrid Hunter, uh, rest, 316 um, peep. Uh, I have two of those bows. So I have one, one of them set up with a seven pig, seven pin spot hog, hog it. And then the other one's set up with a hog father single pin. 
Um, so I'm going to hunt with both of those this year. I might use the single pin for this mule deer thing. We have a couple elk hunts. I might switch over to the seven pin for the elk stuff. So um, we'll see how that goes. As far as arrows go, shooting a new uh, prototype arrow from a friend of ours that's starting up an arrow company. Um, can't give exact details on it, but on the name of the company or anything. Uh, still working on some things, but basically a 300 spine, 4 millimeter arrow. Um, shooting uh, titanium outserts from Easton on there with 125 grain tip. And they the arrows are 11.5 grains per inch, so that is coming out to a hefty 558 grains. So it, it's it's brought my speed down quite a bit. Uh, I think I'm down, I'm right at about 260 feet per second right now, which wasn't a major, I, well, I guess it wasn't a major drop in speed. So I one thing I've noticed with these heavier arrows, which I'm sure we'll talk about, is they seem to group really well, and especially in wind. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot that's pushing it off target. Uh, and they seem to group well and very consistently. Um, so I like them. Um, as for broadheads, I'm going to shoot the G5 dead meat for expandables, iron wheel solids for uh, fixed blades, and then I might toss in a few G5 strikers in there as well because those always fly really well. Um, tight spot five arrow quiver. And then uh, the release I hunt with is the Hamski drop tine, which I got from you with the uh, Scott wrist release. That it? I think that's it for the bow. Yeah, Yeah, I pretty much covered it. All right. Mine's much simpler because I'm shooting a stick. Um, I'm shooting a Black Widow PSA, and it is 62 inches long, uh, 58 pounds at 29 and change inches. Um, I'm shooting a Mountain Muffler bowstring. I'm shooting the... Muffler. I'm shooting the arrows that we can't talk about yet. Um, I'm bringing in, which is important, uh, somewhere between 12 and 18 arrows. I'll bring in 15 broadheads and three stumpers. Uh, That may seem like a lot, but it is three different animals, and there is a lot of marmots. Um, uh, As far as a quiver, I'm shooting on my one bow is a slide-on two-piece Selway six-arrow quiver. Uh, on the other is a side mount, and it is a seven arrow custom uh, broadheads. I'm shooting the Valkyrie, the Cutthroat, the Iron Will, and Silver Flames. It's a little bit of flavor for everything there. My arrow weighs 588 grains right now. Um, other than that, I don't think I'm going to change bows. I'm trying a couple here recently, but uh, that's about my setup. I've And again, I've got a 29 and change draw length, and it ends up being 58-ish pounds. I think uh, one thing to, that's important that I forgot to say that you did say is how many arrows you're bringing. I'm bringing 17 fucking arrows, dude. Yeah, yeah. 12, 12, on, the, 12 in the, on the pack and then five in the quiver. Some people say it's overkill, which it might be, but like you said, you're, we are hunting deer elk and hopefully we get a bear tag so yeah it's a lot of animals and we're going to be back there the whole time so generally on these backpack hunts that's how many arrows i bring and if it's too many then i'll just pack them out it's not a big deal yeah and with this the uh the old struggle stick things can get western and so um i may not uh have one shot one kill on everything you, you, you might sit out by camp and kill some marmots yeah yeah um, all right, optics. I'll start this one. I'm going to run Swarovski's 10 by 42 SLCs, the Swarovski 95 millimeter Hubble, 
Nikon Image Stabilization Rangefinder. I'm going to run the Outdoorsman Compact Medium Tripod with the uh, standard pan head from Outdoorsman. And then I'll have the vertical post for glassing uh, from their system. And uh, that's about it as far as uh, optics goes. All right. So I'm running the Zeiss Victory SF 10 by 42 binos, um, like a Televid 82 millimeter angled spotting scope. Those are on a Gitzo tripod. It's not, that one's not made anymore. Is it that Gitzo? Not that exact one. So it's a, it's a Gitzo carbon fiber tripod. Um, it's, it packs down pretty small, probably, I don't know. Uh, probably 14 inches yeah, tall. I was going to say, yeah, 14, 16 inches. Outdoorsman micro pan head, uh, Swarovski bino adapter. It's basically just a platform with a strap that goes over the top. Um, the SIG 2200 range finder. And then I just put this in here, the Thermarest Z seat for, for the seat pad, which you also have one, right? Yeah, I put that in miscellaneous. Same thing. Yep. Sweet. Mine's tactical, though. <laughs> Mine's yellow. Yours is brown. That's racist. All right. A brown man gave me that. <laughs> Thanks, TJ Perez. Oh, really? Yeah, he that's, sent me that. Uh, that's funny. All right, what's what do you got next? Okay. Um, I have got my pack. So I'm running the 26-inch duplex light frame, and I will be running, depending upon the... <laughs> If I can get everything in a cavern or a crater, probably going to need a crater with this much stuff. But the crater and I will have two medium belt pouches going up the back, one on top for the snow collar. And more than most likely, I'll be running a native lid. Um, mostly from this terrain, uh, there is a very good chance, especially with the stick, that I will be pinned down. And so I will have that native as my final approach bag along with my bino harness. Because I need snacks, snacks and rain gear, and I could get stuck sideways for a while, wondering why the hell I'm carrying a piece of wood in my hand. Mangoes and all kinds of shit. No, I'm excited. All right. So, all right. So, I'm, we're fairly similar on the pack, except for, uh, I mean, as far as the layout goes. So, I, I'll be running a 26-inch light frame, small belt pouch on one side, water bottle pocket on the other. Muskeg 7000 for me. Two medium belt pouches along the back, uh, guide lid with a medium belt pouch on the guide lid, and then I usually take a compression kit just in case. Yeah, and I, I usually have some kind of crafty – actually, I should probably mention this. One thing I've found that works really well is I will run um, compression straps either on the snow collar if this makes any sense. So rather than just running vertical straps to the snow collar, I'll hook another set of compression straps either to the top of the bag uh, by your neck or I'll run them on that snow collar so I can run it up around the antlers and then the straps going vertically that would normally hook to the lid will buckle into the straps that I have on top so I can crisscross them and X them. Now, the native will help along with that as well, but let's say I have the native locked to the top of the frame and bag tight. Vertically, that might run into some issues. So what I can do is run the native over the head of the, 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 the elk or mule deer, and those extra straps will help me crisscross around and hold it in place. I probably didn't make great sense of that. We'll do a video on it. But a lot of times I'll do that. And as Frank said, I agree 100%. Does never, it never hurts to bring an extra couple compression straps. Shit happens when you party naked in the backcountry. <laughs> Hopefully you're solo for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got uh, next I have on here chest harness and what's inside the chest harness. Mm-hmm. So Alaskan Guide Creations, I'm pretty sure the one that we have or the one I'm using is the Classic, the Classic HBS. 
just got the the zipper pocket on the front and zipper pocket on each side and it fits the 10 by 42s in there so um and then i also have a fhf uh rangefinder case that i weave through the one of the side straps um so on the back of those the part that touches your chest there's a little zippered sleeve pocket i guess if you want to call it i usually keep a little bit of flagging tape in there and then i keep my licenses in there um on one of the side small right pockets i keep uh tito blades and a spare lighter um in the front i have a petzl e-light um spare headlamp lens wipes and a lens pen and trioxane uh, and then on the left side i'll keep windicator and uh msr aqua tabs and then I, what's that? What's the windicator called? The one that we use? It looks like cattails. Yeah, that's what it's like. Wind drifters or wind floaters. Wind floaters. Wind floaters. Yeah. yeah, those things are the bomb. Dot com. Yeah, especially for mule deer hunting. So that's what I got in mind. I'm sure there's something somewhere. Is that all you got? That's it. Sorry for the momentary pause. I had to get hydrated. So I'm running the same thing. It's a uh, classic, but I have the downstairs pouch in mind. Um, actually, it's not the classic. It is. Hold on one sec. It is the Cub, um, is what we're running. Kodiak Cub. Yep. And then uh, that's just the smaller of the classic. Yeah, the classics yeah. for like ten by fifties and rain EL ranges, things like that. The 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 Cub is the same size for ten by forty twos. And then I, I have the downstairs pouch in mind. I just started using the one with the downstairs pouch. It's got a it's got a basement. Is what <laughs> what it is. Keep in there. Well, you know what? All I, your what, secrets. Copenhagen. <laughs> <yeah, laughs> All the skeletons, it's a big-ass pouch. Um, so I carry trioxane tab, Petzl E-Lite, wind indicator, and that'll either be those wind floaters or the regular powder. I carry a Taito knife with no blade on it up against my chest and that portion with four extra blades, and I also put marking ribbon in there. I have an outdoorsman vertical post that I carry in that, and that goes downstairs in the bottom of that. Uh, I carry a Garmin... It's been a 401, but it'll this year I'm upgrading to a 601 for navigation, and I keep that rather than my wrist now. I keep it in a bino pouch. Uh, lens wipes of some sort. Um, I carry my tags in there. Uh, I usually carry at least, whether I'm hunting elk or not, I'll carry at least one Phelps diaphragm. We'll have elk tags, but sometimes it's, I know it sounds strange or whatever, but you can howl, coyote howl with that thing. You can do a lot of different things with a, a mouth diaphragm. So I'll usually keep one of those in there. Uh, some kind of uh, matches or lighter, uh, you know, depending. And then uh, I carry face paint in mine as well. The Nature's Paint, uh, Serena Thompson has that. It, I may only carry one stick of it, generally black or green, but that fits in there in that bottom downstairs thing. And this is a pet peeve of mine. You spend thousands of dollars on a camo pattern and camo, and you don't paint your fucking face. <laughs> what do we identify every human by? You don't look at their fingers. Their skin color. How you doing, Martha? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm white. Uh, I don't have to worry about that. But I'm just kidding. Thinking about it, you don't look at someone's elbow. You don't look at their knee. You, their face. Same thing. If you see the side of a deer, you don't know if it's a deer or a rock, but you see a deer's face, you know it's a deer. Well, camo paint, if you're going to spend all that money on camo, paint your face for God's sake and your hands or wear a mask or something. I'm not saying camo is not important. I'm just saying if you're going to go to the trouble of camoing your whole body, you might want to put camo on the one portion that sticks out more than anything. Put it on your face. So I always carry camo paint. 
and makes me feel like a little army man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's all pretty much all I carry in mind. Every now and then something will change up a little bit, uh, depending, but that's pretty standard. Gotcha. All right. I forgot to write down face paint. I usually bring one of those ball, or not even a balaclava, just a neck gator um, if I don't have the face paint. But yeah, the f- your face tends to, uh, to reflect whatever light. reflect light just the you know greasy or whatever um all right next up on my list at least camera gear man you're jumping the gun yeah go ahead i have <laughs> i did mine a little different than yours uh camera gear for me sony a7r2 with the peak design strap and then also i, I the, got you an r3 oh man. shit well apparently i got an a7r3 <laughs> i haven't played with it yet it must it's laying there i from what i hear <laughs> A7R2 and A7R3, uh, peak design strap, uh, the, just the adjustable strap, and then the shoulder mount. Um, uh, probably for this one, I'll probably just take the shoulder mount. I probably won't take the strap just because it's kind of hard to have that on you while you're actually hunting. A uh, 35-millimeter lens, 18-millimeter lens. Uh, GoPro, I think we have the Hero 4. We have a couple each. I'm not sure if I'll bring both, but they have the little pole mount on, so you can mount them to your trekking poles, stabilizer, where legal. Um, and then just a, a small camera kit. So I have uh, spare SD cards, tons of batteries, lens wipes, lens pen, uh, small set of Allen wrenches, and then uh, that little thing that you squeeze that blows air on your sensor or on your um, on It's your a lens. wind blower, a hurricane blower. Hurricane Looks blower. Looks like what you, snuck, you uh, suck snot out of a kid's nose with. Dude, that's what I used to have in there before you gave me that one. <laughs> Literally, I got it from the fucking one of those mucus things. <laughs> <laughs> Mother of pearl. And that's it for me on my camera kit. Okay, so um, Frank and I are both going to carry GoPros. Um, so we'll have those to film the hunt. I'll have a Nikon D850 with a more than most likely 16 to 35 lens uh, as well as a 50 millimeter. I might possibly bring the 12. Um, what was that lens I just got? I can't remember. Dang. I, anyway, but 16 to 35, um, man, it just depends. I'm not 100% sure lenses-wise what I'm going to bring because I'm going to need to bring one wide angle, and uh, I'll probably bring two prime lenses either way. Um, uh, and then I'll have the same thing. I'll have extra batteries. I'll have a cleaning kit, uh, the hurricane blower. I probably will not bring that peak design uh, plate just because I, I generally don't ever wear that around when I'm hunting. Um, and so, and then, you know, that can become a problem or whatever, when it gets in the way. I do usually have a peak design, the lightweight shoulder strap that I'll have with me. Uh, and then I use that outdoorsman tripod for, for anything else as far as photos go with that. So that's pretty much it. Got it. What do you want to talk about next? Um, I'm going to go over the sleep systems. Now, this is a little bit tricky because we did drop off a bivy and a tarp each that's back there now. Um, but what we think we're probably going to do is either drop off or, or bring in um, a tent to stay way above tree line. Uh, we possibly anyway will bring a Hilleberg tent in for that. For that, and since the it is so vast, we if we leave from there... Uh, these are one of the items we packed in early. We'd be, bring a bivy and a tarp to leave from the base camp. Uh, so keep that in mind. 
the early season or the what we dropped off early, I dropped off a paratarp and a big Agnes three wire bivy. Um, for my base camp tent, I'm probably going to have a Hilleberg Onion GT2 or a Hilleberg Onion, uh, one or the other. Um, and then I'm using a Clement Static, I think it's called Clement or pronounced Clement Static V sleeping pad. I just started trying that out this year. I cannot suggest it enough to people if you have hip pain. I have had zero hip pain since I've been using that. I've got a Clement pillow uh, as well. Um, I usually bring a Tyvek ground sheet. I have that written down here. I do not have it since I'm sleeping in a three-wire bivy uh, to sleep under the tarp. If I didn't have the bivy, I'd have a Tyvek ground sheet and a slick 20-degree bag, and I'm probably going to drop that off early as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. That's it. Okay. So, um, like Aaron said, we dropped off a few things. I, I left a super tarp with an annex and uh, ground cloth, which is just scrap fabric from here that, that we have laying around. So I use that for the ground cloth when I don't have Tyvek and a uh, Outdoor Research Helium bivy. I'm not a huge fan of that bivy because uh, it kind of opens up, like I guess, like a frog's mouth. Is that yeah, and then you got to climb in the front yeah, of it. you got to climb in through the front. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And it, the only benefit of that is it's super lightweight. It's whatever, less than a pound. So we left that there. Uh, I'll probably end up taking uh, either a Hilleberg Nyack or a Solo. I can. That's fairly comfortable for me. It's not overly huge or anything like the Onions, but still works out pretty well. Um, cocoon Pillow. Um, tried, I've tried cocaine, to... Cocaine, f- Dewey. <laughs> it's cocaine. You dude. don't want none of this shit. <laughs> You don't want none of this shit. It turns all your all your fears into happy thoughts. It's like I think I want some of that. Uh, so, uh, sleeping pad. I tried out. Uh, so um, last season on my X Lite, the nozzle pulled out of there. So I got a new X Lite, but it was the X Lite Max SV, which the Max stands for. Well, the Max means it's a rectangle instead of a mummy shape, and the SV was the speed valve, which is this weird design they have. It's like a roll top. That shit sucked because it went flat twice on me because of that speed valve. So I returned it. I got an X-Therm um, for later season for rifle hunts, but then you let me use your uh, your X-Bed, which I think that one's the UL Light. Yeah, it's nice. It's like 13 ounces or something, 12 ounces. Yeah, yeah. super lightweight. So I'm excited to use that. Um, I'll probably use a, either one of our quilts or a 20-degree slick bag, um, possibly... We've been playing around with a couple of down bags, but those are kind of for the shorter. What did you? I got a, I got a, uh, Father Mocker. I forgot the name. Alder. Alder. I've got the uh, Alder with an extra three ounces of down. What did you get? I got the Megalite. The Megalite. Yeah. So those yours is ends up being with a overfill. I think yours ends up being like ten degrees. Fifteen but, degrees. Yeah. Mine ends up being fifteen as well. So I think it's important that people understand that we don't. We try everything, and so in some situations, we would be hypocrites if we only suggested one thing without trying others. And uh, I'm kind of curious. My last experience with Down did not go well. (laughs) (laughs) So we're screwing around with other things just so we can speak intelligently about it. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that that Megalite, man. That thing is super comfortable. I just probably wouldn't take it on this extended trip for that fact that if you get it wet, you're pretty well fucked. Dude, I was in the territories and mine went flat and Clay and I were supposed to switch back and forth. Oh, yeah. Motherfucker. He wouldn't give me my bag back. Be like, Clay, can I get a... Can we share or what? Just kidding. And I keep all that stuff in a a five-string medium stuff sack. Um, And then sometimes I'll bring – I'm not sure if I'll bring it just because we – well, I guess I won't bring it because we already have one there, um, a 55-liter dry sack. Sometimes I keep all my shit in that, and then I'll double that up for meat. Yeah, yeah, same thing. 
All right, checked off the old list. Page two. I'm on page four. No, I'm just kidding. What do you got? Um, possible's pouch and first aid. This is a long one. Okay. Um, I carry 1.8 or 2.3 millimeter uh, guy line, and I carry 25 to 50 feet of that in there. Um, sometimes I'll take that out if I have it in my kill kit, which I do, so I don't try not to double that up. I have a Tenacious Tape from Gear Aid, which is a patch kit tape. Uh, I have a Gore-Tex patch kit from Gear Aid, super glue, uh, and I usually use AAE Facet Gel type of a glue. Um, I carry extra batteries when needed. In this case, it will be probably needed. And so I will not carry extra batteries in my SteriPen. They last forever. I will carry an extra set of batteries for my headlamp. Uh, an SE Azula for my fixed blade knife. Now, depending um, what's going on, when I talk about a lot of times I will also carry an extra, either a Leatherman Skeletal Carbon or CX or a Leatherman Juice. Sometimes I will only bring just the SC. Sometimes I'll only bring the Leatherman. Sometimes I'll bring both. Just depends on how crazy far we're going in and what kind of shitstorm we're walking into. Uh, I carry a MSR Folding Spoon or a Cita Summit uh, Alpha Light, which is the long kind of spork looking thing. I always carry an extra one of those in my possibles pouch because I always lose my walking spoon. <laughs> you take an extra spoon. <laughs> it's not funny, dude. I've had to whittle them. Uh, I carry duct tape and Luco tape. And now keep in mind, this is my possibles pouch and first aid kit because they're kind of the same thing. Uh, I carry either Oxycontin, Vicodin, Muxel relaxers, and ibuprofen. Cocaine. Any, all, <laughs> any or all of those at one time. Migraine pills, an extra set of contacts. Uh, Benadryl. The Benadryl has never been used for a medical reason. It has always been used to help me sleep. Chapstick. Combat gauze. A Garmin inReach, a headlamp, and I've been using that Princeton Tech Apex Pro. I'm super happy with it. doesn't have a red lens, though, the one I have. I also have used a Black Diamond Storm with great luck. I will probably bring that Storm uh, because it does have a red lens just because of the places uh, that I'm having to camp. And then the new addition for this trip, uh, which we've used before, is a Life Straw. Because water oh, I forgot about that. is non-freaking-existent up there. And so we're going to be looking like LaBeef on uh, uh, True, True Grid, <laughs> where we lapped water out of a hoof print been happy to have it. That's no shit. Um, so if it rains up there, we can suck water out of rocks um, or footprints or mud puddles or wherever. Um, going to have that life straw. And then I have um, an extra... I have extra MSR Aqua tabs in my possibles pouch as well. I have a separate section for my uh, water purification or whatever on this list, but I always have extra set of Aqua tabs. I usually carry one little sheet, which will do two, four, six, eight, sixteen, or twenty, sixteen, eighteen, twenty. I can't remember total total liters of water. So you know, twenty liters of water is a bunch for something that weighs you know half ounce or whatever. Uh, I don't think I forgot anything. It sound like I forgot anything? Chapstick? No. no. I didn't even have chapstick on here. That's right. I you usually know, keep my chapstick in the, my bino harness. And I don't use chapstick for my lips. My lips don't get chapped. My nose gets raw as shit from running. So my chapstick's for my nose. So never borrow Snitter's chapstick is the moral of that story. <laughs> Why is there a pube on there? Just it's kidding. It's a nose hair. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's not anything really different on mine. Uh, ibuprofen, Vicodin, Superglue. I have a s couple of small bandages, moleskin, leuco tape, 
spare contacts. I'll have a little thing of duct tape, a little thing of electrical tape. Um, every once in a while, if I have them, a small zip tie just for my, uh, for my licenses to zip tie them to the animal. Um, if I can remember it, a pen to sign your license. Trioxane lighter slash matches. Uh, that Leatherman um, carbon skeletal. Um, tenacious tape, if I remember it. Batteries, aqua tabs. So all the same stuff that you got there. Gotcha. And I mean, sometimes a few, uh, th- some of those things will change from time to time that are in there. It just depends. We try not to ever double up anything. Sometimes we'll try different headlamps. Um, for the most part, though, that what's in that goes with me no matter what day hunting, multi day, or whatever I have that with me. And that's in a possibles pouch. Uh, I used to use a medium, but it got a little full. So I have a large now uh, that I keep it in there. Go ahead. You pick next. Nexting, this is a short one. Just I just have this under hydration. I don't know if you have like a hydration one, but I do. Uh, Steripen, MSR Aqua Tabs, which we talked about, some in the vinyl harness, some in the pack. Um, just a standard 32 ounce Nalgene with a human gear lid, uh, and then a MSR bladder for camp. I think uh, did we leave our bladders? No, we did not. Are they 10 liter? Six. Okay. What the fuck? Oh, I was, we were going to get 10 liters, but they don't make the 10 liters in the uh, in the ultralight ones. That's but why. Because I'm on top of it, I have some at the house that I've already separated that are in my pack for the next oh, trip. Oh, shit. I have one. I have a red one. Just kidding. And then a uh, life straw. Yeah, I've got the same thing. Steripen Classic. Well, I use a Steripen Classic. MSR Aqua Tabs, 32-ounce Nalgene with a human gear kit lid, uh, four to six liter additional bladder for when we are in trouble and then a life straw so same basic stuff same same all right next ding uh next on my list i have a cook gear go ahead so i've used this forever msr reactor stove never let me down super durable always can rely on it um i usually just bring one fuel canister because i'm only cooking once at night i don't generally drink coffee um well i do (laughs) a titanium spork whichever one i can find at the time pretty bad like you Except for I try to keep it all together, so if I lose with my spork, it means I lost my stove. And then um, I just have it in a small red ditty, ditty sack that I got. Is that how you say it? Ditty? Ditty bag. Titty sack that I got from Walmart, so it's lasted forever. I'm not sure how. It's a piece of shit, but that's what I keep it in. So. Okay, gotcha. Um, I wrote down three of stoves. Um, an MSR reactor, Primus Edelite in the uh, ever new cook set with the Soto Windmaster. One of those three is great. I would say the lightest um, is easily the Soto and the Evernew system. Uh, I would say the most durable is the MSR reactor. I've never actually even heard of one of those going down. And a happy medium is that Primus Edelite. I know I'm going to be using the Primus Edelite because I already left it up there. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> the uh what do we cause for a couple weeks ago yeah i left mine up there as long as you can leave it up there ahead of when you're going to be back yeah 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 exactly um so yeah i left the primus up there plus they've upgraded that from what the, um the old one so i kind of want to run it for a full season and see what the, the dealio is how it works out and then uh see the summit spork and a lighter who's got the lighter <laughs> don't put it out with your boots george um go ahead you're up Okay. Kill kit. Um, 
basically the same kill kit that you, that you and I guess Ryan Avery came up with for Rock Slide. I got to wait, make sure everybody that originally was actually Pecker's idea. Oh, really? Well, he brought it up. He's like, because I had a kill kit put together and he's like, man, you should come out with that. So that was actually his original idea to push that because of the kill kit I was running. And then I ran that by Avery. And then Avery and I ran it to ground, and then Kindle card. And then everyone copied else it. Copied it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you Kindle, so if you don't know what's in there, basically you got flagging tape, um, a pack of tag bomb bags. Uh, I don't. Does it come with spare blades? I keep spare blades in there. I do on mine. And then a, a Taito knife is in there. Well, I'm not sure if what he uses now, but a Taito knife um, comes in a medium ultralight pullout, and I think he he has gloves in there. If I'll throw gloves in there if I remember. Um, and then generally I'll put a contractor trash bag in there if I don't have the, uh, the dry sack. Yeah. I pretty much the, cord, right? the same thing. I have cord, um, the, the bomb bags. Kendall sent us some of his black Ovis bags that look like bomb bags, um, <laughs> which we're going to use and I'm going to use them and just give them a try and see what's what and who's who. Um, I bring, I have ribbon in there, reflective cord, uh, for hanging up the game bags, I, unless I'm messing with bears, I generally don't bring gloves. With bears, when I remember, gloves are handy because of blood poisoning. Um, you know, so, and then Taito actually has come out with some new beefy-ass thicker blades. We're going to try those out this year as well. I usually bring a couple 22 XDs, which are caping blades. Um, but for me... I don't ever keep a cape, and so I don't generally need those. Uh, one thing I did add that, that depending upon where I'm going, who I'm going with, and everything else, I'll take a hacksaw blade because I, I never – if I'm going to skull cap when I'm back there, um, one of the things that uh, Clay had showed me many years ago was a hacksaw blade with duct tape on one end, or uh, he'll take um, – cable and put two loops so you just grab it with your fingers and, and you can actually fairly quickly uh skull cap an animal with just that hacksaw blade you don't need an actual saw it's the lightest way i've seen done it's a bit of a workout i mean but you've got time and it's admiration that you get to look at your antlers that whole time um so that's something else to think about i am not bringing that here if i shoot a big enough mule deer where we're going to put it up in the office or something um i'll just uh Cut that off and whatever. We'll boil it when we get down, get the hide off and everything else. And call it good. Sweet. Do you Sometimes have... I get nervous. I stick my hands in my armpits. <laughs> what do you want to talk about next? Clothing? Let me go. Hold on. Let me see. We go back to the first page. We got the possibles pouch. Um, let's see. I'm going to go over my archery repair kit. We'll do clothing last. So for my archery repair kit on my recurve um i've got an extra clicker or sticky tape to replace the clicker that i've got because it seems to always fall out and then that is already pre-built uh or replaced anyway i take the standard cord off and, and have it ready to go with d loop if i'm bringing an extra clicker if i'm not bringing an extra clicker i'm bringing sticky tape and extra d loop ready to go and I usually carry three to four feet of four different types or sizes of uh, BCY power grip. Uh, and that could be anything from tying on knocking points to repairing other gear, um, tying in the clicker, uh, helping your buddy that has a compound because his shit fell apart, anything like that. Um, I carry extra shelf padding 
uh, for the recurve. I carry at least one extra field tip, a bow stringer, an extra extra mountain muffler string that's pre-stretched with uh, already has everything ready to roll. I carry a grizzly stick uh, dual field sharpener or a benchmade field sharpener. That's for sharpening broadheads. Uh, the grizzly stick one has a single bevel uh, sharpener and a double bevel, which is handy. I carry extra wax in, which many times I forgot about pulling it out and forgot, so I carry it in anyway. And I carry at least one, but generally two extra finger tabs. I normally don't carry Allen wrenches with the recurve because that makes no sense because I don't need them. Um, but sometimes I will carry this little Phillips thing uh, screw. Well, I say sometimes. If I'm not carrying a Leatherman, which is generally why I carry it, is to for the clicker to unscrew it when needed or if needed. I need a little Phillips head. And that's all I have to say about that. That's a lot. Just kidding. Well, here's my short list. D-loop material, um, either the Allen wrenches that's in my camera kit or the, uh, I guess it would be like Allen wrenches and random shit that comes with the um, the Leatherman carbon thingy. What is that called? The CFX? CX. Yeah. CX. CX. Charlie X-Ray. Leatherman CX. Uh, string wax. Broadheads. I usually wrap, I'll take the broadheads out, wrap them up in like a piece of toilet paper basically and kind of pack them into this little, it's almost like a tiny little fishing lure case really. And I keep those all together and that's that's basically it for me. I, I would say, and Frank and I were ta- uh, talking about this earlier today, um... If you don't know how to work on your uh, your bow, if you don't know how to back serve, if you don't know how to serve, um, if you don't know how to use a portable bow press, if you don't know really how to do anything, your archery repair kit should be pretty minimal. Uh, don't carry extra stuff that you don't know uh, how to use or whatever. Um, it's hard to be MacGyver when you don't have the skills of, of MacGyver. And I'm not saying that to be a smart ass. I'm saying that to save you weight packing in. I carry enough stuff to where if Frank's drop away broke, uh, if his center serving, uh, came loose at loose, if his D loop broke, anything minus a limb failure, I can just about fix um with what i have with me um even if uh the serving comes off on the bottom cam um we can take one of these arrows and uh, not press the bow but you drop back a little ways jam the arrow through the cam and uh when it goes to roll back over it stops on the limb and it leaves um takes the tension off the string to where i can pull that off and i can at least back serve or patch up anything missing on the stick a lot simpler. Don't have to worry about any about that. But um, carry what's applicable to your to your knowledge. If you don't have the knowledge to fix something, don't carry extra stuff. That's all he has to say about that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, good neighbors? All right. Next, I have toiletries. This is fairly straightforward. Toilet paper, wet wipes, hand sanitizer. The small small little hand sanitizer. If I remember to grab it before we go. Yay! <laughs> small toothbrush, uh, toothpaste contacts case contact solution and then i might bring a pack towel just one of those super lightweight ones from rei we'll be back there a while so it wouldn't be a bad idea to rinse off if you get a chance in the creek that's light yeah mine's pretty simple too so i've got a contact solution contact case uh wet wipes that are like set aside for wiping the chew off my finger when i put my contacts back in though so you wipe first with those then you wipe after with after <laughs> you like double double use them oh uh, no oh. um that would be smart though uh toothbrush i got this cool toothbrush where the toothpaste is in the uh 
butt end and then the uh, toothbrushes on the other side. <laughs> and then uh, we and uh, I also have uh, depending on what's going on because there's not a whole lot in there. Uh, w- this is totally dependent on how far you have to hike in, you know. So I can get by with contacts loose and, and a contact case. And that's really all I have to have. Um, but the also that can I, dental floss, it never hurts to have dental floss, especially if you're eating meat on the side of the mountain, um, like backstrap and everything. So a lot of times and you can use dental floss for a repair kit. Um, I know a lot of guys, I, I, I sometimes will pack reading glasses in my little toiletry plat or not reading glasses, my standard glasses. So I can actually see shit when my contacts are out. Sometimes I'll pack those in. Um, I've got a set of Oakley's that are basically indestructible that I'll throw in a little case. Um, and then I have a headband on them. No, no, not quite that level. Um, I do have those Wiley X's with a headband and they don't look cool. They're birth control <laughs> glasses. They will surely, you, know, you will not get laid when you're wearing those things, but you won't have any eye injuries. I and, haven't even been wearing those. <laughs> and then uh, I carry an MSR bath towel as well. Sweet. All right. Let's see. Next year, I, have, I just have an electronic section. Do you have one? Um, I have a min- miscellaneous section. Go ahead. So I have uh, a charger of some sort. Um, we were talking about possibly using a solar charger, possibly use, just using a, a what, what would you call that, fuel cell thing? Yeah, battery pack. Battery whatever. pack. Um, the inReach, which kind of doubles up as a GPS. I don't generally use my GPS all that much unless it's just to get a quick reference of where I'm at. Uh, Black Diamond Icon headlamp, charger for my uh, iPhone, and then a small charger for like the uh for the inreach or the um stirpin. That's it for electronics. I should have had uh I think I said inreach in my possible yeah. pouch. Okay. Yeah, so for my miscellaneous section, I've been using a Rav Power battery pack. It's a big beefy bastard. I don't know how many times I've probably charged the phone 10 times. It's 30,000 Whatever your milliamps, whatever it's called. I'm not an electrician. Somebody will, I'm sure, correct me. I'm not a um, doctor. And then uh, the I, I messaged Goal Zero earlier today, um, trying to ask him to get some info about the solar panel um, on what would be applicable. What I would like to do is have two of those RAV power battery packs or whatever Goal Zero has where we can leave one plugged in all data charge that battery pack in the sun and then have another battery pack where we can you know use it or whatever um and actually what about your buddy that does the solar try he's hard to get a hold of man and that's a non-profit thing for like africa like for schools and stuff over there like they do a lot of work in africa and um for I'm, you know, I'm trying to get these charges. <laughs> Obviously, there's no electricity over there because they can't keep them in stock. Um, and then uh, I can't, there's a few other things in the miscellaneous section I'm not even going to bring up because it'll just confuse people. But I would just make sure if you're going to be doing anything of any long stay, like if you're anything past five days juice becomes a problem whether it be for your phone um i said glass of juice <laughs> whether it be your phone uh just battery uh power you know for your headlamps or whatever so think ahead for that like i said i'm bringing extra batteries for my uh, my headlamp 
But with us, if we do like a live hunt back there, uh, we handle business back there through Kafaru. Uh, we're doing a lot of filming. You know, battery batteries are going to be a problem. So think ahead with that. Sweet. Um, all right. All I have left is clothing. Okay. Go ahead, sir. All right. So this is the stuff I'll be wearing in. So i um, been using the Salewa Vultures for, I don't know, last several months. Um, I love them. I'm gonna rock, I'm gonna run those this year. So those are my boots, Slava Vultures. Um, I re- really like the First Light compression socks. I you gave me a whole bag of them. <clears throat> Apparently your calves are too big for them. Yeah, so it's a problem. I, I like those. I like that. I like that they stay tight. Um, underwear. Someone didn't someone ask us to do a podcast about underwear and socks? Yes, they did. We'll just handle that now. Yeah. So I've always used. I always like to use the First Light compression socks, and then they also have a like a cold weather compression sock. They're a little bit warmer. I don't know. I've never had great luck on finding like a super warm sock. Um, underwear. I like to wear Under Armour. Um, or on like on these longer trips, I'll wear a Merino boxer, like the First Light Arrow Wool. The only thing with me is Merino boxers, man, my freaking, my hang down sweats a little bit. It gets a little warm down there. <laughs> yeah. What are those <laughs> underwear that Amy got me where you put your junk in the little pocket? I'm not sure. I don't want to know. No, it's made by some military dude. Uh, I can tell you you don't need that pocket when it's cold. At least I don't with my junk. Um, That's where you keep your hand warmer? I don't get it. <laughs> the, uh, so it's supposed to help with chafing. You throw your, your twig and berries in the pocket. Interesting. Now, again, if it's cold, that pocket's useless. But you could – I guess you could put hot hands in that pocket. Put your pocket. wallet in there or something? Yeah, put your wallet in there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But I uh, – yeah, either way. Go ahead. That's gnarly. One of my buddies, I, one of the first times he went backpack hunting, he got – it was Quentin. He got yeah. uh, Merino boxers. And every day when we get back to camp, he'd fucking put his hand in his pants and touch his nuts. And then he'd smell his hand and be like, yeah, still good, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you doing that? He's like, Merino boxers, dude, that your your nuts don't stink. Oh, that's I'm like, funny. wow. Well, here's your dinner. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You mind if I hand feed myself out of your bag of chips? <laughs> you want some chips, bro? No, I'm good. All right. Um, next, uh, I'll probably just wear Prana Zion pants this year for hunting. Um, those always seem to be a, a solid bet, and I don't think camo pants are a huge deal um, to not wear. I concur. Um, and then I, this is more of a good look item for me, I guess. Uh, my Nike the tank shirt. My buddy made that for me a f- quite a while ago, and I was I just wear it every time. He died. <laughs> he didn't die. <laughs> what the fuck? He didn't die. Um, and then. Uh, I've had great luck with the icebreaker, um, the 200 top. Out of, out of all the merino tops I've had, that one's lasted the longest, so without with minimal amount of holes. So that's what I like to wear. It's just a green icebreaker merino top, 200. What is it? GSM. What's that stand for? Uh, GSM. 200 weight. Uh, so basically. the 200 weight is the basically how, the, how, how would I put this where people – it's how – scratchy that's the one if it's got a high micron count mm-hmm. um well the the gram is how it's, it's just thick uh, or g right. whatever but you want to look at the mic you know what we'll go into that in a different podcast but basically <laughs> that's a like a mid-layer um that's not crazy lightweight but it's not crazy heavyweight that's a happy medium 
Yeah, like a 150 is that crazy thin T-shirt I have. And then um, like a 220 is like uh, more of a wintertime, pretty heavy merino. I saw, I think first I had like a 350 or something crazy. That's that one we had that was short. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then uh, for the belts, just a, a bison gear um, last chance belt, just one of the belts with the with the Velcro on it. I think I got this one from Cryptek like several years ago. It's still still going. Um, just a, and then a Faro cast hat. Um, I've been using this Garmin Phoenix three watch for the last, I don't know, five, six months. Thank you, Chris Molina for sending it. Um, it, I like it a lot, so I'm going to keep using it. And then I usually have a, a folding knife in my pocket, which I've been using this ZT, um, carbon, carbon bodied knife. So that's it for me on the worn in stuff. Gotcha. Um, worn in, I actually pulled up the definition here of the, uh, the merino wool. Uh, the lightweight would be defined as uh, uh, 160 to 170, um, and it's G forward slash M2 fabric weight. Um, and then the midweight is going to be 230 to 260. Um, and then the heavyweight is going good lord that's heavy 400 um and 18 and a half uh micron count for you know for example i guess what i'd say is google this so i don't screw up the definition but when you talk about the micron um you know count is is the way that i was always explained to me and i understood it is how itchy it's going to be um if it's like a super low you know, micron count or super high micron count. One's going to be silky smooth. One's going to be itchy as hell, but there'll be a merino wool expert. I'm sure that'll pop on here and tell us all about it. Um, so worn in, I wear ex officio boxers. I've had super good luck with those. They're, um, they're a synthetic. So you're not going to use the dick sleeve thing. I'm worried. they're gonna, You know, so here's the thing. They're made out of the same material as under armor. Yeah. And your shit will rot off. I have not had great luck with under armor. I haven't had great luck with polyester underwear. Your um, wiener's going to rot off? It could. I could get some kind of fungus, that, like the gift that keeps what, on giving. What are those, those ex officio or whatever, what are those made of? I think they're nylon. I'm almost, you know what? I'm saying that and I haven't looked. They la- they, they take so long to, to smell before they smell. Um, they're kind of perforated. They so are. if you shart. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> Breathe better. Um. Let's see. I'm actually going to pull up ex officio underwear right now, listeners, and I'll tell you what they're made out of. And I've had, man, I've been wearing these things forever. The give and go is what I'm wearing. Reading. 92% nylon. There you go. Bam. 8% lycra. That's why. Polyester is not so good. Damn. Okay. And then um, I'm wearing Farm Defeat Damascus socks. I actually wear a ton of different socks. I have darn tough Farm Defeat. Anyway, but... My favorite sock by far were the ones Kendall turned me on to um, from um, Black Ovis. And I just actually ordered four more sets. And the other set I've had for two years. Black Ovis socks? No. Well, Black I mean, Kendall makes everything else. He might make socks. But he's the one that turned me on to the farm defeat socks oh, okay. and so they're the damascus is the the brand so i'm wearing one set of those in um i'm either going to be wearing the cryptic torah pant or the uh piranha zion now i will say that torah pant is a better pant than the zion but the torah pant is 300 the zion is 69 um the Torah pant is based off of its shoulder fabric, so it's a lot like the uh, Mamuk 
I'm going to say Cormier. Cormier. I don't know how to pronounce Cormier. it. We'll, so we'll call it that. Even those in non-camo were like 239 or something, and, and that was a pant I used to wear a ton before I started wearing camo. Uh, but I'll either wear the um, the Cryptic Torah or the Prana Zion. I may or may not wear in the Torah top from Cryptic. Obviously, on this mule deer hunt, I'm wearing quite a bit of Cryptic. Um, I'll have a Sunto either Core or Traverse Alpha watch. Um, I'll have like Frank, this is more of a lucky thing, the rock slide sleeveless tee. Um, I've had it forever. It's probably going to wear out eventually. And I'll be wearing a baseball hat or the, it's a zapped Z-A-P-T boonie hat to, so my head and ears don't fry, even though Frank makes fun of me about it. I don't make fun of it. It's <laughs> and tactical. I'm wearing uh, just a Kafaru belt. It's um, it's a Bison Gear Kafaru belt. It doesn't have the Velcro to hold it in place. Um, it's just got the standard buckle. Yours has a Velcro strip, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much really all I wear in. Most of the time, I'm hiking in in a sleeveless T-shirt. But if it gets cold, I'll throw in that long sleeve, that Torah top. Go ahead for what's in the pack, sir. All right, this is clothing in a pack. So um, next layer on top of the uh, the merino, I'll have a hoodie, like a grid a grid fleece type hoodie of some sort. So whether that be like a Sitka fanatic, um, that first like Klamath hoodie, I think they came out with that this year. And then I've always used that Cryptex Sherpa hoodie. So one of those, one of those, um, grid fleece type hoodies, um, in the pack I'll have, uh, depending on the weather, I'm probably will bring these, but, uh, just like a pair of Merino bottoms. So I've, I've had the first light ones for several years now and, they're still in good shape because I hardly wear them, so I'll take those. A spare pair of socks. Um, sometimes, depending on the trip length, I'll bring a spare pair of underwear. On this trip, it's 14 days, so I might bring a spare pair. Um, first light neck gaiter. We talked about it earlier as far as covering your face. Um, a beanie of some sort. I like that first light tag cuff beanie. Um, a pair of gloves, just a, a light pair of gloves. We, I don't know, we've talked about gloves a million times on here. So one of the pairs of gloves that we have, um, one thing that's always in the pack, the Kafaro Lost Park Parka, <clears throat> I'll probably take the half zip on this. Just, a, I think it's a little bit lighter. It seems to hold it in the heat a little bit better. I'm not sure. Um, rain gear, I, we have a ton of different rain gear. So Sika Flash, the Cryptek stuff or the First Light stuff. And then, um, sometimes I'll bring in the, the Flex Tech Gators. I might wear those. Um, keep the pants a little bit cleaner, and then if it's cold out, I'll bring puffy pants. But those won't be going on this on this hunt. And that's, that's it. it. Yeah, I'm uh not too much different. I'll have an extra set of underwear and an extra set of socks. Um, I'm probably gonna wear for a fleece layer the Swazi hood or. Yeah, I'll probably have the Swazi hood for my fleece layer. Um, I'll either have the Kafaru Lost Park Parka or the Cryptic Gar. Um, one or the other, they're both pretty warm. One of them's lighter than the other. Um, you know, rain gear, I'll either have, uh, the Swazi, it's a ultra lightweight. Um, it's actually basically like a crazy ultra lightweight, um, anorak. It's pretty badass. I've been using it. Um, or I'll carry the cryptic, uh, talker, T-A-K-U-R. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that's because of the battle, um, that was had there. And... I may have to try out the first light stuff. Yeah, I don't. 
more than most likely I'm going to wear pretty much Swazi and Cryptic for this first hunt just because I like testing stuff out and I really like that Cryptic altitude and the Swazi stuff's never really let me down. Um, that's it. Like I might have a uh, Merino long sleeve base layer that I'll bring in uh, and I usually do so that'd be the only thing added. But overall for Frank and I both, it's a sleeveless t-shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a fleece, a puffy jacket and rain gear and that is pretty much all we bring uh, gloves i've got those gunfighter gloves from cryptic i've got a set of pearl izumi mountain biking gloves that i wear a ton there's a couple sets from sitka that have we've had really good luck with but overall i need something to cut the wind down a bit and then if we're climbing doing any crazy stuff in in rock sometimes it is nicer going through crazy brush to have some gloves on but um, overall usually for me it's so my fingers don't fall off Gotcha. I think that's pretty much everything I had on my list. So Yeah, it should cover it. The one thing that I think is important for people to um, realize is these lists do change a little bit. Um, I do not weigh my gear. I never have, not in a long time anyway. If it's going in the pack, it doesn't really matter what it weighs because I need it in the pack. Um I do know a lot of guys that I'm not saying there's anything wrong with breaking down stuff on spreadsheets. I don't want to know. I truly don't want to know what's going in the weight of what's going in my pack because if it's in there, I really can't probably do without it or take it out. I've already dwindled down enough shit that whatever, um, you know, that I, that I can't. And I don't know how you feel about that, Frank, because I don't think you weigh your stuff either. No, I try not to weigh it. Because it ends up being depressing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, no, I'm in the same boat. Like, holy shit, this is fucking 60 pounds of gear or whatever. Well, when you account for the main thing is the camera gear. Yeah, our packs are light without optics and camera gear. Yeah, optics and camera gear. So we got a camera, probably two lenses a piece, GoPros, batteries. The Hubble. The Hubble for you. You've got an eight. Well, yours isn't much different. That Leica. The 82 millimeter. Yeah, so it ends up adding up. I don't mind doing a list like this, especially closer we get to season because I'll see if I forget anything and then. Like your entire bag of camo. (laughs) Oh, shit. I did forget all my clothing a couple years ago. Yeah. it's not a bad idea to make a list and then compare it with a buddy because there's some things that you've listed off that I wrote in here that I forgot to write in. So um, Usually what I forget um, – oh, I know. We didn't go over food. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. But while we're talking about we'll get back to food here. I'll always forget very like things that are like maybe inconsequential. An extra migraine pill, the, the cable for the charger to go to my phone. So I started taping it on there. Um, a field tip. Is it the end of the world or or something where I can fire a practice point? It's the tiny things that aren't the end of the world. And they're not that big of a deal, but those things are super, um, you know, handy to have sometimes. So I try not to overlook those. Um, we did almost forget food. This isn't going to be an exact list of food. I'm just going to give some samples. Um, but I also take pills when I'm back there. Um, when I say pills, meaning like supplements. Um not like creatine, but anyway. I thought so, you say Viagra. Well, like I said, shit happens when you party take in the backcountry. Take that Viagra and some of them wiener sleeve. Wiener sleeve boxers and a little bit of Vaseline. You're good to go, man. <laughs> well, we're camping apart. I mean, there's not a whole lot of action you can get in the bivy because it's like making noise. So there's not a whole lot you can do there. What are you doing in there? I'm warming up my legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> warming my hands up. Um, so this is like pills, energy drink stuff, food, coffee, food, whatever. So 
Um, dark. I do drink coffee, and Dark Timber was nice enough to work with me on the Mount Baker Mocha. So I'm throwing a shout out to them. It's it's coffee and hot chocolate mixed up, and I don't have to do it. Um, and then I bring. Um, I'm using Onnit Krill Oil, and I've been taking that now for four months, and I've had good luck with it. Uh, I used to take probiotics, but now I take uh, Total Gut Health from uh, Onnit, which has probiotics in it. Um, that really helps regularity, um, you know, for me. So six a.m. and it's going. Well, as you said. It sucks when you go to wipe and it's like wiping a marker, right? <laughs> like you're on your 15th wipe. You're running out of TP. I don't have the. It's not too hard. It's not too soft. It's just right. Um, I also take turmeric curcumin, which helps with inflammation quite a bit. Uh, those are the three main things I take every morning. And then I normally either drink a coffee or I'll slam some energy drink powder um, down my gullet with all these pills because I like to snap up before I charge that hill and get behind the spotter to sit there for five hours and freeze. Um, I usually take, as far as pre-workout, uh, 1.21 gigawatts uh, shredded pump or refuel. Um, one of those three, the refuel is kind of um, like it's it's more of um, oh I'd say like recovery. It uh, it helps out quite a bit for uh, recovery, oxygenation, things like that. Uh, but I always bring in some type of a pre-workout. Now, as far as food goes, um, I'm generally bringing, I used to bring in Epic bars, but not to keep bringing up on it. On it made a, a, a meat bar twice as big as the Epic bar, which is awesome. So those will bring Bobo bars, believe it or not, that's what they're called. Um, We've been eating these, what are those called, rice flour chips, crackers? Oh, damn. I don't know. They uh, taste like fucking rotisserie chicken, though. I bought, what, how, what did I order? 28 cases or something? <laughs> I ordered a lot. Um, those, um, we, we eat the breakfast from uh, Off Grid Food Company. That Off Grid stuff's good. We've got their dinners now. We're still waiting on Humble Foods to come out with their dinners. We have still have some samples, thank God, left. Sometimes we'll have brown rice top ramen mixed with... Um, like olive oil tuna packets, um, you know, midday snacks, right? It's just, you know, there's uh, those pro bars. We'll get those goo shots. Um, those that That's come. what you get out of your boxers. <laughs> <laughs> Mother of pearl. Uh, the biggest you thing You should have never brought those up. Ah, it's, it's something to talk about, right? <laughs> Bored on the mountain. How's you doing? How's your little pocket shorts? Um, <laughs> You want to stay over 100 calories an ounce, and you want to make sure your macros, you want to make sure and you get protein, fats, carbs, everything in, and you want to make sure. I try not to take in, and it's difficult, I try to take the least amount of processed sugar and carbs. I try not to, I try to t ingest the least amount as possible because Speaking of inflammation. Of that, what were those things that you got from the convenience store up the road or whatever those, uh, what were they called? They're like little peanut butter something or others oh, they're little like a little bundle of joy yeah, it's um, like ten thousand well, calories per one inch block super high caloric intake and those things uh, no processed carbs no processed sugars which is crazy they're made out of um Gren Gren ja james jamestown yeah jamestown. jamestown what are they made out? it's like granola and peanut butter and nuts and chocolate yeah, and I think the coconut oil, I mean, they're Co super cocaine. good. So, you know, well, I try to read the package, which no one seems to, of what is in what I'm putting in my body. And I'm not saying I don't eat cookies because I do, and I eat other stuff that's bad. But 
inflammation and knees and, and hips and problems or whatever, I try to um, take the pills or, or supplements needed when I'm back there. And I try to take a very, I used to eat horrible when I was back there. Now I really focus on um, taking in the least amount of processed carbs and sugar as I can when I'm back there, which we're doing that food list we got right now is pretty damn good. Um, you know, the Bobo bars um, aren't horrible. Uh, they're pretty good. The I know one thing that I forgot on the, this list that we'll bring up here in a second, but just make sure you're at over 100 calories per ounce. And in my opinion, you have to test this, but you need to be between 2,800 and 3,500 calories uh, per day, if at all possible. And that's everything. Um, if you can take in less than that and you're not going on back-to-back-to-back hunts, Sometimes people can get away with kind of, you know, running on uh, borrowed time, so to speak, kind of burning themselves out because they don't have another hunt to go on. But you may be running on borrowed time and then kill something and really be in trouble. So when you're on a backpack hunt, that is not the time to go on a diet. Make sure you get your caloric intakes enough to sustain energy the entire time or as much as possible. I think one thing you left out there is your signature sandwich. The butthole sandwich? Yeah. And we haven't made any of those yet, but... We get uh, gluten-free bagels with a pile of honey, a pile of peanut butter or almond butter, and a pile of bacon. And that's usually about 1,000 calories right there, 800 to 1,000. And that's my midday snack normally, and that's that's a one-a-day thing. Um, and we probably will build those before we go in because, I mean— I, I, I cut back last year. I think I'd eaten too many, so I skipped kind of a year of eating a lot of those, and I'm ready to dive back in. Yeah, they're good. They're good when you think about it, but when you eat a shitload of them all, all throughout the year, they get old, man. I don't know. I I I'm like them, but yeah. sometimes you're just like, fuck, another one of these stupid sandwiches. Well, people – well, I talked to Randy Cooling about this, and he's talking about – you know, you think about what's a mountain house meal here and there. It's horrible for you, whatever. Well, if you're in the field – 150 days a year 150 nights that's 150 freaking mountain houses that's more than every now and then and so i'm really trying to watch you know what i'm bringing in let let's talk about before we forget this is off the the hip here because we didn't write this down but what i leave in the truck i think is important and another thing to remember i always 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 bring in cash with me on a backpack hunt I may have to bribe a horseman. I may end up on a highway and have to hitch a ride somewhere. It never hurts to have money. So I always bring cash with me um, and, and, and just have it no matter what, just because sometimes it, you know, sometimes it's just a thank you. Sometimes, again, I'll pay a guy on a horse whatever it takes to get an elk out if I don't have to do it. Um, you know, I, I'm all about hardcore, but I'm also about common sense. What we leave back in the truck, don't steal our shit, but. <laughs> you want to make sure I always bring um, extra food, you know, so whether yeah. it be multiple, you know, I'll usually bring three to four extra days of backpacking food pre-prepped. I'll bring snack food. So something to eat while we're driving home. Um, I always bring an extra set of boots, an extra set of socks that I leave in the truck, a change of what I'd call civilian clothes. So if you have to go into town and stay the night, I'll have an extra change of like t-shirt and just regular pants or shorts and sandals. Um 
more than most likely, um, you know, I'm going to have some extra type of, of, uh, of, of backups of gear, maybe an extra battery pack if needed. Not a ton of different stuff, but just a few different things in case something goes down that's, that's you know, more or less vital. I may have another extra bowstring in the truck just in case. I may have some extra arrows in there. Not a ton, but... If you just have a few and you end up going Winchester and you're going back into town to take a shower, you can grab a few extra arrows that are in the truck. Never hurts. And I don't know. What do you do? You do that? I yeah, said do do. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. Um, yeah. No, I bring all the same shit. Uh, I don't. I do have a spare bow, but I usually leave that at home. Don't um, don't, don't leave yeah. a spare bow at the trailhead on hot weather. It'll blow up. Actually, I think everyone should because bow companies need to sell more bows. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. You know how many times working at an archery range, a guy would come in with his bow where he opened it in a parking lot. It blew up in his case and he came in and we're like, well, we can't warranty that you left it in your truck. Riser is still hot. Can't touch it. No, I didn't leave it in there, man. Not at all. And I'm like, you could cook eggs off this limb. Like, what are you talking about? Because the limbs will delaminate with that much heat. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't think we forgot anything. I'm sure if we did, somebody will tell us. Yeah, and we're going to – we'll have these posted up somewhere online, so probably on the Kafaro, pa- Kafaro cast page. Timmy, taste sprinkles. Uh, and uh, I don't know, wherever else we can put it on, Kafaro Insiders. Um, feel free to chime in on what you guys think, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I talked to Kendall Card. He's going to have what – with what they sell on Black Ovis, I think he's going to have a link – um on there of the gear that'll that you can get from him those guys ship out the same day so that's handy i know rocky mountain specialty gear there they they carry a ton of stuff uh fill over at no limits for example if you want hanvog makaras which we didn't talk about but that's what i'm wearing you can pick those up over at phil's um uh phil mendoza's at no limits so you can, if you look, you'll find, you know, one of those three shops is generally going to have what we're, what we're, what we're using. Um, the mountain muffler bowstrings, in my case, you got to get that straight from mountain muffler. Um, were you going to pick up some sort of stalker type shoe? I, dude, I'm going to have to, I was talking to Amy about that last night. I, I, so I've been Googling moccasins. Have you seen those Lone Peak ones? Is that who I need to look? I couldn't find any. Yeah. Hold on. Let me look. Can they make them fast? For if you, you're a moccasin maker, for you anything, <laughs> for Ron Burgundy. <laughs> All right, hold on, let me see. <clears throat> yeah, Lone Peak Leather Company. So this is I haven't used them. Isaac has some. Kip Feller has some. If Kip and Isaac have them, that's two different cultures. Both hunting mule <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they look pretty cool. Um, looks like they're around 150 dollars. So and everybody, make sure and email Isaac uh, about your front of center arrow weight questions. He loves answering those. He's a wealth of information, and he works for Easton. Look at this picture. Somebody's wearing those moccasins with a Nike. Call those some Air Force Wands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm going to have to fit. I can't South Cox in and socks for that far. Um, we've been shooting a ton with South, and we, he's let us look at all the uh, the videos of the stalkers uh, in the Backcountry 2 video. Um, by the way, Cody Clellum, if you're listening, I saw that miss twice. Brother, what happened? The first one was like three feet low and three feet right. And then he missed it by about two feet over its back on a big compound. No stick bow. I feel your pain, but no, Cody and him went on a hunt. He hunted with a bunch of different guys and, uh, the video is insane. So if you want to get, um, 
motivated to go hunt mule deer. He'll have that second one out here pretty soon. And uh, it's been kind of cool seeing it come together because I've been piece by piece. He's been giving me the uh, thumb drives to watch it. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Um, they bring in llamas, though. We're gonna, we might have to get some llamas. We're going to have to figure something out. Yeah, just pack it in. I bet even with a trip ahead of time to leave some stuff, we're going in with 65 pounds. Because 14 days, you got to figure that's at a minimum for somebody not even eating that much um, is, you know, 28 pounds of food without camera gear, spotters, and everything else. So not going to be good. You got anything else, Frank? I might need to consult uh, Kevin Underwood. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Frank? Don't forget to eat your Wheaties. (laughs) 